0: And welcome to another episode of The Daily Red Podcast. I am your host, Bianca Wiley, arts enthusiast, performer and media creative. You will hear stories about the projects gracing the Queensland art scene and the artist's behind the scenes journeys. Sit back, relax and let's get into it. Welcome to The Daily Red Podcast. Uh, Tom, welcome back. And today we are also joined by the director of Think of Flowers, Lachlan Anderson-Smith. Am I saying that correctly?
1: Anderson-Smith? Anderson-Smith. No, it's okay.
0: Thank you for having me on. Lachlan, Tom wasn't able to answer this question last time because (laughs) he's not you. He doesn't have your brain because obviously it was your idea. So where did the idea and vision for Think of Flowers come from and what was the message the film is sharing with the audience?
2: I'm honestly curious to hear this one as
1: well. (laughs) The main thing with Think of Flowers was was it was to kind of be sort of an anthology series that looks at the themes of being loved and lost and the idea of having these elements to be kind of moved across the different variations of what it means to be loved and have love and also lose. The main point I wanted to have with Think of Flowers is obviously it's a dystopian future. It has those messages of private corporations, you know, how they sort of run businesses. A
0: bit like Blade Runner. I like Blade Runner, yes, <laughs> very
1: much inspired by Blade Runner, and that's actually one of the main inspirations was Blade Runner. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know, cool. It's one of my favourite films, it's probably one of the reasons why I am filmmaking, so yeah, I wanted to incorporate that and mm. with zero budget, you know, it's kind of yeah. how we made it in a sense.
0: I'm sure, Blade Runner um, was such a trailblazer, um, I think it was in the 80s and it was released, or at least Scott has such a unique directorial sense i mean it was not my favorite film but I, I mean there's definitely admiration there because it was so ahead of its time
1: absolutely like the main thing i loved about it was its philosophical message and a lot of what the world was trying to show you um the sequel 2049 came out um when mm. i was in high school and i think that was when i jump-started that idea of like if i want a job i think i would do like films because i've like this is the idea of you're a filmmaker the moment you pick up a camera and you shoot something like I I always had that sort of belief as well but the more I thought about it, it's like whenever you feel like you want to do it as a career is when you become a filmmaker and I think it was around uh, that time when Blade Runner 2049 came out I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and I was just like maybe maybe this is the answer maybe this is the way and since then I've just been kind of filmmaking and haven't stopped.
0: So did you start when you were in high school?
1: Yeah absolutely um there was a subject uh, in year 10 that was available and I did that and it was, it was sort of like, the, it was a film class and it was sort of like, everyone picked it as like, a, like a, I'm gonna do this and you know, it's gonna be easy grades, you know, that sort of thing. But for me, it was like, serious. Like I, I wanted to yeah. do this. You know, I've never been so passionate about a subject. Usually you sit down, you're attentive, you learn, but for me, it was like, dead set. I was nuts for it, I was like, dude, this is so cool. All guns blazing, Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's nothing more fun than just, you know, entertaining people with your stories, you know, whether whether you want to make them cry, you know, laugh, you know, to have that way Mm. of communicating your feelings to someone in such a unique way, it's so mesmerising to me. It's something I always want to do.
0: And you have so much power as a director because you have to also shape and give the angle that you want to present because one story can have so many different angles. It's the same with news even. You could really change the argument based on a few words that shift the direction.
1: Absolutely. And then with experimental films, it's sort of a similar fashion, but like you can have even more interpretations Mm. and reinterpretations of things, like uh, with Zero Sugar and Only Spirits Follow the Bell. I showed Tom. um, I think you were the first person to see Only Spirits' final cut, and you were just like, you know, what was your interpretation of it originally? Like, it was about... You thought it was about someone who was traveling and they were
2: seeing a spirit of sorts? Well, I mean, I thought it was the spirit of someone that they loved. Yeah. They were just mm. mem- memories of times gone past. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We will,
0: we'll get into Zero Sugar shortly, but yes, I'd like sorry. to just round off this conversation with Think of Flowers because... Obviously at the beginning of the month, something very exciting came up for you. But first of all, Lachlan, as a director, what was your experience like working, I'm sorry Tom, putting you on the spot, working with <laughs> actors such as Tom? And how do you think feature films such as Think of Flowers, which are local made, can also elevate a local actor's career?
2: Um, and before we begin, I want to say I'm <laughs> not responsible for any harm caused to the director <laughs> <or any kind. laughs> No.
1: So the main thing is, is that um, Tom's brilliant. I don't yeah. think the film would have that same emotional... Punch if Tom wasn't in. It. The main idea I had for it was uh, at first it was this very, like, it, it was a very bleak ending I originally <laughs> had. So I didn't have a script. It was bleak. It, the, the, the ending we had. <laughs> it is bleak, it is bleak. But it, More bleak. but it didn't have that sort of, like, you know, when you end a film and you're walking away with, like, sort of like this sort of chill, this sort of, like, feeling. I I, I didn't really have that. It kind of ended on a wow, that was like that was dark, like that was, okay. yeah, originally it was quite, it was quite, um, I, I didn't like it, I didn't like the original ending, I imagined. but once Tom came on set and he was performing and he showed so much like heart in some of the scenes, I was like, like even while we're filming, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna change mm. the ending, I'm and gonna I, make it more.
0: I think that's so important to talk about because you're working together, And an actor obviously knows their own skills and strengths. And they also have really wonderful creative ideas. You have really great ideas for your own content that you produce, Tom. So I can just imagine that you guys put together quite a powerhouse and you bounce ideas off of each other and it kind of all works together.
2: And it's funny that it was this film that... It's ideas like packaged in insults yeah. thrown at each other. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That makes like, it we're, fun. On
1: set, we've been mucking around, like, laughing majority of the time, while we're making, like, probably one of the most, like... Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the darkest film I've made. And, yeah. and we're just... This is probably the set
2: we laugh the most yeah. on. So <laughs> yeah, where we tip the fake blood down my nose. I can't breathe. Oh, yeah, so there was... Yeah. A, so with, the, with yeah. the fake blood and all and first that... First time I'm hearing about
0: this.
2: Yeah, so
1: um, the main thing is... I uh, wanted to save it
2: for this one.
0: Okay, thank <laughs> yeah. you.
1: Yeah, so the fake blood, we had about, I think it was a 500ml yeah. bottle. No, no, it
2: was, well, it was 300 What was 300 this blood
0: p- even made out of? It was
2: the typical fake blood you find at your costume shop, so it's, it's oh, food safe okay. and like. And we had to light it in a particular
1: angle in order yeah. for it to look realistic, so yeah. we did a bunch of lighting and measuring it, yeah. and then,
2: uh... Yeah. So basically so he strapped me to the floor. Oh like, hey, oh, hey, hey, go, hey go. this is just in time funny. for
0: Halloween season. Joking, joking, <laughs> it's
2: okay. He basically he had me lay down and he just poured it all over my face. Oh. Okay.
0: Problem is, is that, that angle that goes into your nostrils oh. and down He through wouldn't te-
2: but he didn't <laughs> t- you didn't technically tell you. you were just kinda like you're like No, I was like there's flowers in my mouth.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. making a horror film at this point.
1: If it, is, it, it is it is kind of a horror film. It was the best form of
0: method actually. I love that for you, Tom. How how was it getting all the Stuff out of your nose. Uh, well, I, <laughs> that. I, I, I mean,
2: getting it out of my nose was sort of a multi-day process. Oh. I did because I just kept finding yeah. all of it in and around.
1: Yeah, it was the last
2: thing. I mean, it tasted like strawberry jam, because when it was running down my nose. Oh, it, thank it, it was you it for the,
0: right. the sensory additional notes. But,
2: yeah, I kept finding bits of it in my in my nose, and when I blow my nose, it's coming out. I was like, am I bleeding? No, okay, I don't get bloody noses. This so, is just a fake blood, yeah.
0: what I'm hearing is acting is not as glamorous as many people think.
2: <laughs> no, no, not not acting on a budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. Acting on <laughs> a
0: budget, right? Yeah. So. We obviously know that you've made the film. Yep. Now, it was entered into a film festival, but were there several? I, I think I also saw Byron Bay Film Festival in addition to the Science Fiction Film Festival. Can you tell me a little bit more so, about that?
1: Byron Bay was Zero Sugar and the uh, oh, okay. Science Fiction was uh, Think of Flowers, yeah. where it was screened at Maya's um, uh,
2: Centre. The Maya Centre. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. So, how was the film received? Obviously, you went along to watch it. What, what was the audience's reaction like?
2: Uh, I did hear some interesting sort of comments i don't i can't recall exactly what was said but there was a lot of sort of <laughs> surprise i guess a lot of sort of surprise but also intrigue people were i guess my tell for an audience if they're interested in something is how quiet they are and they were they were very quiet during mm-hmm. our showing yeah. so if they start talking over something typically they're not as interested in what it's yeah, shine, sure. But yeah. they were very quiet and very attentive, so I'm hoping that was a
0: good. Well, yeah, I did watch the film as you know. You sent it to me, and yeah. at first I thought to myself, "Look, I don't, I don't quite know what's what's going on. That's probably the point. But it is visually beautiful in parts. I think yeah, the the flowers blooming over your head. You've just explained how it was not so glamorous behind the scenes, oh, but it's, it's, it, it sh- does look really beautiful. That visual effect. So, how did you actually create that?
1: so uh, a lot of it was just sort of like in the edit just layering so they can do layered. it was, time, um, it was essentially a sort of time lapse yeah, yeah so so for the flowers coming out of his face it was sort of that um, time lapse we had like different portions over the top of each other and then we'd sort of sync it to be It's um, sort of like a uh, how you would see you know uh, claymation yeah. or oh animation. stop, like stop motion yeah. yeah so the, the main thing is it's like it's like stop motion the way it comes out of his face and his arm body like Retracting, um, moves around with it all, sort of like you know, jerking. Yeah. I'd say it's a very
2: Tim Burton-esque shot if I were to compare it to any other.
1: Oh, that was yeah, that was going to be the goal.
0: Tim Burton, Ridley Scott, any other inspiration for you? Uh,
1: There was also Beyond the Black Rainbow. It was like an old feature film that came out. uh, Twenty nineteen, wasn't it? No, 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 it was a bit before that. It was uh, I. Not a lot of people know about it, but it had like an amazing soundtrack Mm. Um, and visual.
2: The visuals are very good.
1: Yeah, it was visually stunning but um, the main thing I always thought about the film was it should probably be a short film because a lot of it is very like uh, slow and drawn out because it wants to show that sort of artistic purpose, mm-hmm. that style. Um, but to me, I always thought that those sorts of things, you know, you can make in a short film and it still can be so cohesive in that sense. So I kind of wanted to do something similar. Like some shots were very much inspired by Beyond the Black Rainbow. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's a very interesting film, very low budget. Um, but what they were made, managed to achieve with it was so sick to me. And that's why I was like, if I'm this is it, it kind of inspired me to try the sort of sci fi aspect with no budget because a lot of the time. Um, when you look at sci-fi films, they have enormous. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, you look at like the MCU. They, you know, they've been in like the sort of sci-fi sort of area for a while. Oh, Avatar! Avatar, highest grossing
0: yeah. film of all time. So I mean, it definitely showcases that there is an audience for Avatar, and the fact that they bought it back what after fifteen or so years. Oh, yeah. It just
2: it took fifteen years just for James Cameron to perfect the technology that he's using in the movie that's why it took so long for them to actually release yeah. the sequel is because James Cameron was testing everything possible to try and get the best visual quality that he could
1: and that's sort of the main thing about being a filmmaker is when you want your audience to go see your film you want them to like walk in to the best possible thing you can make and that's what you know a lot of filmmakers try to achieve you know and then there's obviously those films where they're just like you get the money you're to make it as fast as possible yeah, yeah. That, so it hits that deadline i don't yeah. like those sorts of deadlines yeah. i like i can i can move towards it as much as i can but um, I always feel like when you have that sort of natural stability and time, and you know, you, you have that time, it's you know, yeah. so much, so much like better for the audience and for mm. yourself.
0: Well, well, you're a true artist, and I think you're also figuring out how you want to shape your career and how you want your films to appear. So how was Zero Sugar different in terms of the way you directed the film, in terms of the storyline, in terms of the acting? Tell me a little bit more about it because I don't actually know anything about Zero Sugar. I saw it on your Instagram one day and I thought to myself, Tom, have you been working on a secret project? (laughs) (laughs) I
1: wouldn't say it's like a secret, it was for like a a one minute experimental film from uni. It was actually for an assessment, but we did an extended version. We did an extended version because I was like, there was like, because what happened was I had like the base edit there, and I was like, oh, we can do more with this. So we just kept like, we'd edit a bit, go film it, come back, edit a bit back. We we had a yeah. sort of like routine yeah. cycle yeah. until we had like a three 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 minute yeah. uh, sort of cut, and yeah. now it's like yeah. it's like a full like story, and there's like all these like visual subtext and everything. Oh, awesome. uh, and it was shot. Time, it was
2: actually shot before we did think of flowers.
1: So. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. So did not know that. <laughs> it's sort of like I've sort of tucked it away because I didn't want to like um, put it up and it be sort of like not ready just yet. Yeah. Um and Tom didn't have blood in his face so thank <laughs> god for that yeah. I did have him do a little somersault though so that's somersault <laughs> it it's assault? really good it's, yeah. it was really good like, I a, like a flip no, just <laughs> no, just, <laughs> like, just <laughs> like a commando roll it's my breakout stunt yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: it, was, it, it was
1: like because we trialled it, and you're like, oh, got the shoulder on the wrong angle, and then you go back and do another roll, and then yeah. like, you, would, you would dedicate <laughs> to nailing that role. Yeah. It was beautiful.
0: Oh, you do everything wholeheartedly, though, yeah. so surprise yeah. surprised not really.
1: Well, that's what I love about working with Tom, is that if I, I'm just like, hey, look, I've got this film. Like, even Think of Flowers, there was no script, no nothing, just maybe like a rough storyboard. Mm. I was like, look, we have, you know... Was, we started at seven pm till five am, so
2: you know we had roughly a few
1: yeah. hours
0: to yeah.
2: shoot this film. Did you just say
0: five am? Yeah, yeah. we
1: worked well, from until
2: seven pm to five am. Yeah, right. He no ad- sleep. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, no sleep. He had the idea all in. Uh, he had, he told me the idea at like six thirty that night. Yeah, basically said. Do you want to come over and film yeah. this? And he's like, yeah, sure. So we leapt into it. We filmed it all from
1: you know 7pm to 5am. Uh, yeah. Then we went and got pancakes at the 24-hour oh, pancake of course. place. Mm. Pancake Manor. Yeah, that's the one. And then um, we went back to my place, filmed a few more scenes to just clean it up, finish it up, and yeah. then uh, they left and I started editing.
0: Tell me, how does a film that you make <laughs> in one night end up at a very prestigious Australian film festival? Tell me how that happens.
1: I... Don't know to be honest. <laughs> that's something I've I've pondered a lot, but um, no,
2: sheer chance. Yeah. No,
0: you must have some talent. I'm sure there is a lot of talent behind. It's you. all Tom.
2: It's all Tom. No, Tom's no, acting. No, yeah. no <laughs> do not. <It laughs> sounds
0: very collaborative, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. You no, know, it's really interesting. I think it's awesome to hear about how you guys we all at uni, really, and yeah. how exploring other avenues early gives you so much of a head start, because it really allows you to take the time while you're still studying to perfect your craft.
1: I mean, all you can do is try, right? Like, you know, you you want to make something so bad that you literally call someone half an hour before you want to film it, that you want to make this, and then they're just as passionate as making this mm-hmm. film as you are, and they just heard about it. So, you know, it's, it's that sort of, like, collaborative that I, collaborative effort that I love so much, is like you... You know you're in like a community of people that just want to make you know films yeah. you know whether they receive you know maybe like mild bit of praise or like a lot of praise or whatever it doesn't even matter yeah. the point is is that you want to do it because you want to do it no and of course yeah you know, with the current state of the film industry you know you, you, you just want to try your best to be seen as much as possible in order for you to get onto roles and how stuff. do yeah. you
0: think um queensland the queensland film scene can help you I suppose launch your career. Do you find that there is a lot of opportunity here?
1: Absolutely, there's no, no doubt about it. Like you know, with the current state of you know when the pandemic was going on, you know a lot of people coming down to Australia to film. Uh, mm. I don't know if you guys have seen Thirteen Lives yet. Brilliant, you know. They filmed that at Mount Tambourine. Oh, okay. Ron uh, Howard film, and 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 you know, there's a lot of films that are coming in. Like yep. I see on screen in Queensland, like there's just there's just all these yeah. different films that are being shot here. So this is a
2: Great time to be a filmmaker, I think, and. Um... I think I mentioned. I think we mentioned this in the previous podcast, but I think there's fifty plus projects, yeah, slated to come here, as in under a new agreement with the Queensland government. So I think Anastasia Palaszczuk put through a. Uh, an agreement with a bunch of film companies to shoot a bunch of their projects at them, mm. the Roadshow and Coffs Harbour which well Coffs Harbour Coffs Harbour New South Wales yeah, yeah. yeah. well it's yeah, yeah. yeah studios down there yeah. Yeah. well
0: I suppose one day you'll become part of that list and you're trailblazers for young Queensland filmmakers and actors <laughs> so thank you for sharing your craft do not laugh you have become uh, entrants and uh, participants into um, wonderful film festivals recently so that does speak volumes you don't need to say no we, we're just mm. casually living you have achieved a lot already now is there anything that you have in the works coming up sh- soon
2: well we are excited yeah. for Byron Bay That's... we're very excited for Byron Bay you're going
0: down to yeah. watch it
2: because um yeah so yes. well the eminent Jack Thompson will be this so, and he's judging he's actually judging oh, awesome. the uh, the yeah. panel that we're the young filmmaker of the year award panel. Yeah. he's on the judging panel so we're excited to see what he thinks and also just be a part of the action
1: yeah because um, with the Young Filmmaker of the Year award they've got um, I think it was 10 films yeah. all nominated for those roles yeah. and a lot of them are from around the country so they're all kind of coming really? together into this like one festival so it's 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 awesome. It's so nerve wracking, you know. It's, mm. it's it's great, but it's also scary. So yeah, and then um, there's also that lunch uh, with Jack Thomas um, beforehand, so you do yeah. that work.
2: I, I I I'm going I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to be attending that because I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. But um, I'm very very ex- I'm very excited to see how it turns out because again, at first it was a major shock to even be oh, nominated to so not absolutely. only get into get into Byron Bay because that's a quite prestigious mm. festival. I think I don't know if Chris Hemsworth attends. Uh, <laughs> There was there was an old video
1: a little yeah. while back with Chris Hansworth, Tom Hiddleston, Idris Elba, all yeah. there, and I was like, this is yeah.
0: what? <laughs> Hopefully yeah. this year we'll, uh, they'll come back. Yeah. Well, you have another project coming up. What what is it called? What's it about?
1: Yeah, so it's it's called Bluefish. It's a uh, proof of concept film uh, made by a friend of mine. I was the DP on it, and uh, you know we we, we kind of constructed the film. I'm not involved in this one. No, no, no that's, that's, <laughs> I was. I was
2: auditioned for it, but I was very curious to see what it uh, yeah. turned out.
1: So, uh, so far it's, you know, it's still in its uh, production phase, post-production phase. We filmed it uh, about a month ago, and uh, to be honest, I think it may be my best DP work. I'm not sure yet, because um, I haven't seen The Final cut. All.
0: Thank you once again for sharing your experiences with me, and giving our audience a bit of a sneak peek and a taste of what you actually create. And I look forward to hearing about the Byron Bay Film Festival and what you have in the works for next time because I'm sure you'll have lots of other ideas at 2am in the morning and you'll we'll call Tom over to make some more films.
1: <laughs> awesome, thank you so much for having us. No, you're most welcome.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Red Podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, LinkedIn and TikTok for more and we'll be with you again soon. Bye!